when you're kind of like jealous, it means like you you come from that place of lack. You feel like actually I don't have enough love, I don't have enough wealth, or I don't have enough fame. And you need to have this mindset whereby, okay, you're detached from the outcome of whatever it is, but then you are still pursuing it, and you have to accept the fact that other people also deserve love, wealth, and fame, and all these beautiful things and successful things in life. And you're okay with it, right? Knowing that if you keep sharing your gifts with the world, you'll be able to find a way to kind of receive it, provided that you don't block yourself from receiving. Hey, friends. This is Kaisen, and you're listening to the Handful of Leaves podcast. Where we bring you practical Buddhist wisdom for a happier life. Is an abundance mindset just another fad out of a self-help textbook? The mindset of abundance is typically associated with getting rich and attracting wealth, and it can seem pretty materialistic and driven by desires of wanting more. Or that's what I thought. But after speaking to Dalen, I realized that. That couldn't be further away from the truth. In this episode, Cheryl and I chat with Dalen to uncover what an abundance mindset is and what it isn't. This mindset embodies kindness, generosity, and sympathetic joy, very much aligned with the Buddhist values. Dalen shared many personal stories that put into perspective how we can practice that mindset of abundance in real life. Stay till the end to hear his story about how he got out of a depressive period, when he felt really stuck and only have ten dollars left in his bank account. We will also be exploring how we can find opportunities to receive things with grace, even when we don't feel enough or when we feel that we don't deserve more. Cheryl literally had a mindset shift during the recording about this topic, turning her from a skeptic to a believer. Now let's dive right in. Hello, good to see you, Dalen. Hi. Hello. Today we're going to talk about the topic on abundance. But before we get into that, can you just give our audience a quick introduction of yourself? Yeah, sure. I'm Dalen. I run a education company called Curious Core. And we specialize in helping mid-career professionals to transition into the field of user experience design and product management. And we also do corporate training uh, for companies like GIC as well as Maxis uh, in the same field as well.、Uh, we call them tech-like skills. So、uh, my interest is in education as well as in、uh, gaming, and I sometimes、uh, find myself so. Reading, and that's why we call our company Curious Core because I really much, very much enjoy the process of learning and growing, and that's what our company is about. Nice. That makes two of us, and I think three of us. All of us are curious people, and we're gonna have a lot of curious question today because you were the one who suggested the topic of abundance. Could you share a little bit more about why this topic, and how has it shaped you to become who you are today? Yeah, I think this topic is. Really important in many hidden ways because when I help、uh, mid-career professionals to transition, we realize that it's not just about their technical skills; it's also about their self-confidence and、mm. beliefs. Right? Whether they believe that they have embraced this new identity and whether they believe that they can make it 
in terms of that transition. And a lot of them do not have that belief, right? And they don't actually see it. And I do realize that mindset becomes the limiting factor for their transition process. And in business, uh, as well as in professional career, we also see that cascading as well. When you have a business owner who does not believe that they deserve the success that they have or deserve the wealth that they have, then they will almost most easily lose that wealth as well without that mindset of abundance, right? Uh, or they will lose, they will, they will gain it in a very difficult way, right? Whereby uh, it's very, very painful, you know, they, they break a lot of relationships as they are kind of gaining it. So I think it's, this is such an important topic because it has changed and shape my thinking and my life in so many ways, uh, whereby I hope all listeners today will be able to leave the audio conversation with insights and that ability to gain what they want in life with ease and grace. To help us get a little bit more understanding on where we are right now, whether we have the abundance mindset, how has it shown up in our life, we will be using a couple of icebreaker questions for all of us here to just see and, you know, use as a ruler to see where we are. So first question for all of us here. Do you always find yourself focusing on what you don't have instead of what you have? Who should start? Kaising? <laughs> yeah, maybe Kaising, then Dalen, then myself. I used to always focus on what I don't have. I guess living in a very competitive society, it starts from school. And like, why are my friends getting ahead of me? And why do I study so hard, but I still can't get the A grade? So it feels very effortful and tiring. Over the years, with the help of the Buddhist teachings, I have learned to control what I can and don't control what I can't. And I think just shifting to the cup half full rather than empty philosophy, it's been a journey. How about you, Dylan? Yeah, I think that's great because I also do tend to focus a lot on what I don't have, uh, especially when I'm younger. Like I will see like, oh, my friend has like this computer that can play all the computer games and it's like all upgraded and they have like the latest PlayStation. Now like, oh, I don't have the latest PlayStation. Then I also want to get the latest PlayStation. So it becomes like trying to acquire a lot of material possession. Uh, and even after acquiring it, sometimes I realize, oh, actually I don't. It, it just feels joyful for a while. And after that, I, I, I don't feel as good anymore. So um, these days I try not to focus on what I don't have. I try to focus on what I have and be appreciative of it. Yeah, I think that, that makes it, you know, something common for three of us. I also used to have this feeling of like, and it's pervasive, it's everywhere from comparing who has more friends, you know, when you're in secondary school and seeing the size of your cliques to now, you know, what projects you're doing at work, who has the coolest project. So I think what really changed for me was during COVID, um, where there's literally very, very little things that we could control and then that was when I was forced on my whole team my whole organization was forced to start thinking what can we really control and what can't and from there help us to, to be a little bit more sane as well and, and find some happiness there if you only focus on what you don't have you will never feel enough without that feeling of being enough you always feel like there's a sense of lack and we're, since we're talking about uh, abundance mindset here right if you're always and constantly in a, in a state whereby you feel like you're lacking, then if I put you in a country that has multiple opportunities and resources and wonderful infrastructure, you will still f complain. 
you will still feel like there's a lot of things that that's not enough. And I think that's Singapore, by the way, right? <laughs> We're kind of known for uh, a country full of complainers. Complainers, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. And I, I think it also can dull our mind it becomes so depressing like that's the only thing that we are thinking about and it's not very constructive isn't it so just now we talk a lot about comparing with external aspects of our life but it does manifest internally of feeling not good enough and i do observe it is the core of a lot of problems that sense of not good enoughness and perhaps today we can learn from you of how to get past that I'm sure i'm sure we can learn from each other just to link that a little bit as well do you guys tend to feel like you're not good enough, like personally, and how has that evolved? Hmm. Not being good enough. I I thought I didn't have this problem initially. I I thought I was always like quite good at what I'm doing. Uh and professionally uh, as a person, you know, I'm uh and I've I've seen myself grown professionally as well, like doing better than most of my peers, uh quite early in my twenties. So I always thought like, hey, actually, I don't feel inferior to to other people in any way. But then I realized that there was still that thinking in other aspects of my life that I wasn't really aware of. And this was made apparent to me when I went for coaching sessions. So I engaged like a coach, a life coach. And then I realized that, oh, I had this sense of lack or the sense of like not loving myself enough uh, so i i think one one thing the coach suggested to me is like or maybe you can put in your calendar like every day to remind yourself that i am enough so that's that's what i did i have a similar experience also i learned this from going through a therapy course and coincidentally the advice was also to remind yourself that you're good enough, but not on a calendar, on a mirror, so that you see it every day and with your reflection. I was just reflecting on a question and I feel like I picked up this sense of lack in primary school, especially because I was a bench player. So I played basketball, always a bench player. And I think just, you know, those silly mistakes make me overly apologetic and I feel a need to compensate. And it, it just gets worse, right? And moving to secondary school, being roped into the basketball team again and become a recreational a team player instead. So I think I always feel not as good because everyone is like a lot better or I feel very average. I didn't realize this until I went through like the therapy course that it is an underlying root problem. And it shows up in little things like when people were to praise me, I was like, no lah. You know, because hey, I think you're very good. No la. Then I'll always reject praises and not really receive them with grace or acknowledge that, yeah, there are some parts of me that are good. So I guess I'm still learning how to shift that perception. I really love um, what both of you are sharing. And I find a lot of similarities again. Um, I think I used to get a lot of sense of superiority when I was doing sports. That was all throughout my primary school. I was training badminton, pretty decent in it. But when I moved to Singapore, around 15 or 16, I moved into a very elite school called uh, Methodist Girls School, where basically my, my classmates have parents who are in government, in lawyers, have don't know, like 30 Ferraris or something. <laughs> and, and then that was when the whole inferiority came out. I was like, oh my God, I am so poor. I have no idea what YouTube is, what is uh, like all the cool stuff that 
generally people who were richer um, were buying at that time. And I was using like passed down phones and things like that. So then that sense of superiority turned into a sense of inferiority. And somehow it, it got stuck very deep because I was bullied as well. So that combined with a sense of, you know, being ostracized, um, just this hit really deep and permeated all the way to, to I think, adulthood as well. I think through Buddhism, through the Dharma, I realized that it's it's not good or bad enough. You are just like that due to your causes and conditions and um, just accepting that and still finding room to improve every day. Uh, it's an attitude that is helpful helpful to me at this point. Yeah. So I think like the first icebreaker question you asked, it connects to the feeling of lack, right? Which is related to the topic we're covering today. And then the yeah. other question you mentioned is about how much you love yourself, how much you care about yourself, how much you find yourself worthy. Uh, and both of these questions connect very nicely to what we're talking about today, which is abundance. Yeah. And maybe you can share a little bit about the difference between feeling a sense of lack, or some people will call it scarcity, and feeling a sense of abundance. Like, how do you know which one, which side of the coin you're at? I think a simple way to understand the difference between a scarcity mindset uh, and abundance mindset is whether it is conditional. So I think a lot of times when we talk about scarcity, it's very conditional, uh, whereas abundance is more unconditional. So for example, uh, if you, you have this scarcity mindset, which is uh, usually passed down from generation to generation, if I work hard, I will earn more money, right? It sounds like, good advice but actually if you dig deeper into it it means that any money that you earn you will always have to work hard for it right you will never mm. uh, you will never get money easily and it sounds very weird right like when i say hey maybe you can get money easily does it does it mean it has to be you know illegal or does it mean like you get it from nefarious means no but it's true there are actually people who have like great business ideas and they earn money actually very easily. So connecting that working hard to earning money, I wouldn't say it's the most abundant mindset. In fact, I will, I'll classify it as a more scarcity mindset because it's conditional in that sense. So versus an abundant mindset on the opposite end whereby if I am sharing my talents and adding value to the world, I'm already being paid in multiples. So this is not conditional, right? This is like, if I am someone who, who has talents and everyone has talents that they are sharing with the world, they will be able to be rewarded in multiples uh, in this case. So one, you have this feeling of restriction. You know, I must, I must work very hard, right? Depending on how much energy I can give. So if I work very hard, then I get the money. Then that other is like a feeling of expansion whereby, oh, okay, I'm really going to receive it because of my gifts and my talents and I have abundant gifts and I have abundant talents uh, that I'm able to express in this world. So it's, it's a very different mindset shift. Could you elaborate a little bit more about the unconditional part? So you, you've explained the conditional bit. Uh, maybe mm. some examples? Yeah, so like what I mentioned earlier, like, if we tie something to a condition, then it becomes very, if I do this, then I will get this, right? Whereas if I'm naturally in an abundant mindset, there are no conditions in an abundant mindset, right? It is more of a fact whereby it 
it has already happened or it is happening or it's about to happen. And it's mm. that feeling of expansion whereby, um, you know, the pie is not smaller because we have to divide it, but the pie gets bigger and everyone has more share of the pie. So this this is like very uh, quite different in this in this sense. How do you think that would show up in a day to day setting? Because I, I can also understand that some people might have this cognitive dissonance. Like okay, mm. if it's already there then what do I work for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, you still have to work for it. Like, I'm not saying that you don't have to put in energy, right? You don't have to set an intention. Those are, those are definitely still important. But the, the idea of an abundance mindset is to make sure that you don't, you don't block yourself, right? You don't cause any friction whereby you can receive um, opportunities where you're, you're able to allow your gifts to express itself fully and then receive the opportunities. Just like what you said earlier, Kaising, you said when someone praises you, right, you will say, hey, no, 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 like, it's, it's nothing, right? You will try and write off the praise. So that itself is somewhat of a scarcity mindset whereby you are not receiving the gift that is being given to you, which is a praise. And you do that often enough, you start believing that you're not worthy. Right, and you do that often enough, people stop telling you that you're good, right? But if you say and you accept the the praise with with grace, right? You say, "Oh, thank you so much. I think you did well over there as well." Or "Thank you so much. You know, this is this is not my only effort. This is also like me trying to. I'm um, I'm really trying my best over here." So if you kind of um receive it with grace, it also gives people the opportunity that and an acknowledgement that hey, it's okay to praise Kaising, right? It's okay to tell her that it's good rather than you signal to the person like, please don't praise me ever again because I don't deserve it and I'm not worthy. Yeah. I think there needs to be a little bit of clarification here, right? Because it's a fine line between the intention when praise is received and then you have humility to acknowledge mm. it and still let other people also take the credit and not just have it for yourself mm. versus thinking that you don't even deserve it. So, I, yeah, I think it's for listeners to look inwards to see what is the mental energy and mind state. Because I think going back to you saying that the energy or the state is very expensive, I think people can feel that radiation. You feel light rather than limited by the resources that you have on hand. That is so Yeah, th thanks for bringing back to <laughs> that example. I'm just very curious, is this an either-or case, right? You either have an abundance mindset or you have a scarcity mindset or is it a situation where both can coexist and, and you can succeed as well? Um, I haven't actually seen it being uh, situational. I think generally, if someone is has a scarcity mindset, their actions, their behavior, um, the, the things they say, the, the, the thoughts tend to be more on, on the side of uh, scarcity, tend to be more restrictive, right? Either this restrictiveness could come from self-imposed restrictiveness or actual, actual constraints uh, in the situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I haven't seen a, a hybrid or in-between. It's, it's either you, you have it 
or you don't have it. But maybe there is a, a chance whereby someone is still trying to, to correct it, right? So maybe they catch themselves like, oh, okay, like this is not really thinking abundant. Let me, let me correct myself a little bit. So but once you're on the other side, right? I think you tend to think, oh, what can I do to collaborate with this person? What can I do to ensure a win-win partnership? What can I do to, you know, accept this love uh, with grace? Because when you see no limits, you'll constantly be finding opportunities. But if you see, all you see are boundaries, then you're just stuck and trying to mm. trying to find the best space for yourself within the limited constraints. Yeah, absolutely. I think there are so many self-imposed limits that we put on ourselves. And some of it could be conscious, some of it could be unconscious, right? And I say unconscious because we learned a lot of these conditions from our parents. So if they believe that, okay, you're go- you're, you have to have a good job and then you have a good job and then you, you'll be successful in life, you know, or you can only be a doctor or a lawyer, then you'll be successful in life. Then we tend to follow that narrative and just you know believe that narrative because since young, they've been telling us that don't go and be a road sweeper, you know, don't, don't like, you must study hard. Don't, if you don't study hard, you'll be a road sweeper, you'll be a toilet cleaner, that kind of thing. And I think it's way more than just coming from parents. It's actually our cultural conditioning and, and especially the competitiveness of the society as well. I remember in high school or just generally studying, when you have notes, you have the best answer or you have a website that has a you know, good resource. You kind of mm. want to hide it from everybody else. Make sure nobody does better than you. <laughs> mm. And that is a high set of scarcity mm. because you, you believe that if you help others to win, you can't win, right? And I actually think it's also like how the school system is designed, right? It's about, it's a it's forced ranking. Mm. So there will always be a the first, the second, and the third, right? There is no, like everyone does well, right? There's, everyone get, gets a distinction or anything like that. And even uh, when I was teaching in the polytechnic, uh, they will force a bell curve to grade the students. So you can never have more than, say, 20% of people getting A in a class even though they might be doing well as well, right? Uh, but because of the forced bell curve, uh, you can't, you can't ha- tell everyone, hey, actually, you're, you did very well. So I, I think this is um, what we call a zero-sum game. For me, uh, to win, you have to lose. Uh, and actually, that's not how the world operates. The world doesn't necessarily operate in zero-sum conditions. Is having an abundance mindset the same as chasing for abundance? which means, you know, like wanting more, wanting the next opportunity, wanting the next property. And if so, wouldn't an abundance mindset be an unhealthy mindset? Because it seems like there'll be no end to the greed, the chase. Yeah, I think that's such a wonderful question. Um, I, I believe both of you would probably be more well-versed in Buddhism than I do. But I think in Buddhism, we speak about this idea of desire and attachment, right? Because we are attached to the outcome or we are we have a certain expectation of something, therefore, there will be that disappointment. And having that desire and attachment is actually like a bottomless pit, uh, which, which is true, I agree. Uh, like if you, if you constantly have that, it's, it's kind of like never enough, right? And there's that constant pursuit of, of material possession. So I think if you want more love, wealth, and fame, 
I do believe that you can't hate or be jealous of others who have love, wealth, and fame. Because when you're kind of like jealous, it means like you, you come from that place of lack. You feel like, actually, I don't have enough love, I don't have enough wealth, or I don't have enough fame. And I think uh, it's holding on to the idea that in, in life, I, I could potentially lose all of these material things and be okay with it as well. And I'm open to receiving more of it uh, so that I can use it as a force of good. So what I'm trying to say is that you need to have this mindset whereby, okay, you're detached from the outcome of whatever it is, but then you're still pursuing it, right? And you have to accept the fact that, okay, other people also deserve love, wealth, and fame and all this uh, beautiful things and successful things in life. And you're okay with it, right? Knowing that, you know, if you keep working with it, if you keep sharing your gifts with the world, you'll be able to find a way to kind of receive it, right? provided that you don't block yourself from receiving it. So it does sound to me like it is a misconception to say abundance mindset means we always have to be chasing. It's actually because you are contented already or content with what you already have, mm. there is no more greed, right? Greed of one thing, which is mm. the bottomless pit, like you've mentioned. And yeah, it ties very nicely to, to Buddhism. In fact, if we already enjoy what we have, then we also grow because it, it can be very unhealthy, right? We, we see other people as enemies and then we don't necessarily feed our virtue of generosity or grow our own wisdom of even like renunciation. Renunciation, it's not just about, you know, giving material wealth, but it's also the mind state. <laughs> Am I less dingy when it comes to interacting with other people or even, you know, sharing materials. Do I want other people to be successful? There's also another concept called uh, sympathetic joy. means when you see other people su succeed, you actually feel happy for them. And I think that is an abundance mindset in itself where yeah. there's nothing to lose and you're happy not at the expense of others, vice versa. Yeah, I definitely believe in what you just mentioned in the later part. And I think a lot of why we feel like we don't want to give or we, want, we, we tend to be a bit more protective of our own resources and, and what we have is maybe because of that ego and it's back to conditioning again. So I think it's very important to, to understand that control is an illusion, mm -hmm. right? And that need for control comes from our ego to manage things and to plan things our way. But the, the truth and the reality is life doesn't go our way, right? Life actually has its own plans and, and, and it's how we kind of surf with, together with what life, right? I love, love the water analogy. It's kind of like a wave, right? You have to kind of move along with it. It's, it's kind of like having this dance together with life um, and you can't actually control how the outcomes. I'm wondering, because we keep mentioning that our society is quite competitive, how realistic would it be mm. for us to cultivate this quality? You have been in multiple MNCs before. I'm pretty sure it's yes. quite competitive, sometimes even political. How has this abundance mindset mm. helped you? And then how can you inspire our listeners to say, hey, actually, can one, it's possible. Mm. I think it's always easy for me to say, hey, looking, <laughs> looking back and saying, oh, okay, after going through all these things, it's actually pretty easy. But that's also not the truth. I, I think it's, um, it's a practice. 
it's just like mindfulness. You have to you have to be consciously practicing mindfulness, right? Mindful eating, mindful walking, you know, or even meditation. So all these things are like a muscle. So the same thing comes to abundance mindset as well. You must treat it as a muscle that you need to to practice, right? You need to kind of think, oh, if I'm reflecting in my journal, right, or if I'm reflecting on the interaction I had with someone, is that actually the the best in interaction I can have, right? Is that is that interaction with kind intention, right? Is that inter- interaction with an abundant mindset? Uh, it's just really asking yourself and challenging yourself. So the short answer is, it's not easy, right? Because it's so easy to default to shrinking your world, right? It's so easy to be protective of yourself. Very, very easy. Very, very difficult to feel a sense of expansion, right? Because when you when you expand, there's always that risk, right? You're taking, taking uh, opportunities, you're taking risks. So I, I don't blame people when, when they want to protect themselves. They want to do the same things that they used to do. They want to defer to what they uh, are familiar with. So it's important to actually practice, to stretch yourself, to um, be mindful of the quality of your interaction. And as you do that over time, you'll realize that this muscle gets stronger. And as this muscle gets stronger, it becomes easier for you to just show up, be present and be abundant in terms of that mindset. And if you get into any conflict, or if anyone around you tries to drag you into a conflict, you'll feel like you don't even want to go to the conflict because you're in this state whereby, wow, this is just like, I'm, I'm, I'm just so expensive and I just want to, you know, I'm so joyful and joyfully abundant. Uh, and I don't, I don't even want to be bothered by this small issue, right? Like if someone like knocked on my shoulder, I don't even want to be like bothered. I don't even want to change my state because someone knocked on my shoulder. I don't want to be like thinking about that. Or I don't want to kind of like get too particular, right? Like I buy my friend lunch, you know, or dinner. And then my friend didn't buy back the lunch or dinner. I don't even want to think about that. And you write in a little notebook. (laughs) And I don't even want to think about that because I want to be in this state of abundance because I believe that you know, like this is for good, right? Whatever happens, happens and it's fine. And everyone is, you know, trying their best uh, in their life and, and doing what they can. So you, you have this mindset of abundance and it then has a sort of a cascading effect to how you feel compassionate towards the rest of the world and your interactions with other people as well. So your goal is not to become Mother Teresa, right? It's not like for you to become a saint. The goal for you is to is to get stronger in, in this muscle of abundance. And as you get stronger, you will start to see more results in your life. You, you start to feel that your quality of interactions with people is better. You start to feel like when someone offers you an opportunity, you won't start to doubt, hey, is this person trying to you know, cheat me or something like that? Right? You don't start to think about the negative stuff. But I also say uh, with this caution, right? It doesn't mean you throw your critical thinking mind and your logical mind out the window, right? You still need to actually retain that because that is, that is how we function as a human being, right? It's higher order thinking. So 
being abundant doesn't mean like you just throw your logic and and your critical thinking mind out of the window and you don't I really like what you're sharing and I think what stood out to me um, as I was listening to you was really on the idea of understanding the kind intentions and also (laughs) reflecting on the quality of interactions that we're having with the people around us every day. And I was just tying it back to, to, you know, even this podcast, even chatting to you, I would say probably a scarcity mindset when it shows up. It will be one where, you know, as a podcaster, I will be thinking, how can I look the best? How can I appear the smartest in the room? Then when we're talking about an abundance mindset, it changes the whole dynamic. How can I offer everyone here a space to share, to, to, to bring, to add value to this conversation? And I think that will really, you know, shift the, the conversation into something that's so much more relaxed, so much more wholesome as well. I, I love that. And I think that's an important distinction around me versus we. Right, so uh, if you live in this idea of a me-centered universe, it's all about me, right? It's it's very ego-driven, right? Whereas you live in a we-centered uh, universe, you you stop focusing on yourself too much, right? Because I think that feeling of entitlement, that feeling of like being a a complainer, right? Is is that feeling of oh, I'm a victim, I'm I deserve better. Those are actually not very healthy mindset, I would say. And I'm also just reflecting on our conversation and how we've got connected, Dylan. Mm. Is many years ago, I mean, we we caught up, and then I remember many meals. We talked just very casually, not really expecting anything in return from that connection. And many years later, you know, helping each other in our career, referring businesses. Mm. I thought that was just something really beautiful. Because when I asked a question about whether it's realistic, I think it's in the the sense of perhaps some people might think people might take advantage of us if we are overly generous or we we have this mindset Mm. and we don't stand for ourselves. But I don't think it's true. In fact, when we collaborate, we synergize, we have more resources to share and to create better things than as we are alone. So I I thought that was really beautiful. Real life example. Yeah, I know it's definitely... I mean, in theory, it sounds very nice and I know it's very difficult to put it into practice. But like I say... You know, it's about little stretches, right? Like just mm. shifting your mindset a little bit, little bit by little bit. You know, what is the, what's the next level I can take this to, right? If let's say, for example, let's go back to the example, my my friend didn't buy me dinner back, right? <laughs> like, okay, instead of just mulling over it and getting upset with your friend that they didn't buy you dinner back, what's the next best, you know, intention that you can bring to it? Maybe you can think about, oh, you know, like maybe my friend is busy. Or maybe like, uh, you know, that they might be actually dealing with something in their business and all that. So now you're introducing compassion. Now you're introducing empathy, right? That's that's already a stretch already. Yeah, fully agree. And uh, again, it's a lot more healthy. I just wanted to read this quote that I found from an article talking about abundance. So it says, Our inner abundance radiates a sense of worth, value, and ease of having something to give the world and enjoying doing so. So like you say, it's very unconditional. We're just there to give, not expecting anything in return. And then Jack Confield, which is the author, later went on to say, without abundance, we can be in the midst of riches and feel like a hungry ghost. I found that to be so powerful. It's like what you said at the very beginning, we are living in very well-developed countries. We have a lot of resources, but yet it, 
it's always that sense of not enoughness. And yeah, I, I just thought there are so many different ways that it manifests in our lives. Mm. And I'm also thinking to bring it further in terms of how we can keep this actionable, you know, day-to-day uh, practice. Perhaps I can start first having some thoughts and ideas. Drawing reference from the Buddha, you know, when he was trying to seek the truth, if he were to have that limiting belief and to just stop at the teacher whom taught him whatever they, he could, and then he has already kind of been on part the level of the, the greatest teacher back then, right? And if he had that scarcity mindset, he would have stopped and say, okay, I've hit a roadblock, that's it. My search has ended. But because he believed in something more and he has this abundance mindset, I believe, he then went to uncharted territory and paved his way to enlightenment. And the future generations like us have so much to benefit because of his perseverance. So I think the abundance mindset would manifest itself in a form of generosity, perseverance, and a lot of, you know, just the act of sharing, being in the moment. I am wondering, how does it manifest for you in day-to-day life? Yeah, I think I should also share a personal story um, to, to help. So it doesn't feel like I'm, I'm preaching to everyone over here. Um, so I actually have been in situations where I, I feel a great sense of scarcity, right? And these are, these are situations whereby I, I'm almost in a state of depression. Right. There was once where I was uh, 24 and this was me starting my first business. And I, I had $10 in my bank account. Right? And, it, and it just reflected back to me that I would not have enough for lunch tomorrow. That was how bad it was. And, and it would serve as a constant reminder that, okay, I should really, really not just be more prudent in how I spend my resources, but also what happened after that was that I... I managed to get a client to pay earlier and, and, and from that I, I was able to kind of get back from that downfall itself. And another situation where I almost fell into a depression was when I, I chose to quit. You know, after I quit, I couldn't find a high-paying job. And because I couldn't find a high-paying job and still had rent obligations, I still had sort of like this lifestyle to, to maintain uh, I just fell into this state of depression whereby I live in such a great environment, right? I was uh, renting a condominium in, in Marina Bay and I was just really, really not happy with my life uh, at that point in time. Uh, I had a great career. I chose to give it up because it didn't align with me and I know it's not my path. From that sort of like state, I I really felt a great sense of lack, but Thankfully, what I did in order to force myself out of that state uh, was to do two things. Number one, which was questioning uh, some of the things that, um, that I had beliefs on. And the questioning was, hey, do I believe this is going to be the state? This state of things is going to last for the rest of my life. Right? I didn't believe it. Do I believe I have some sense of control over my life? And I believe I have some sense of control over my life, right? So I, there's something I can do about it. And actually, with those two beliefs, I was able to kind of manage myself out of that uh, depress- depression episode. And another thing I did was to force myself to give to charity at that point in time. Because I felt so much lag 
at that point that I, I really felt like I need to do something counterintuitive. Just intuitively, I felt I need to do something. So I just forced myself, I gave to charity. And by doing so, even though I don't seem to have enough, it helped me get back that and, and cultivate that sense of actually I do have enough. I'm able to give. And if I look at it, right, I am resourceful. I have the means and the ability to actually find the necessary resources to give back. Right? And it's just a matter of time where I reverse this situation. So the mindset of giving, I believe, is like a practice. Right? It's like something that you do consistently and constantly. And now I, I put all my charity giving like on auto-deduction. It really just forces me to and reminds myself that I, I always have enough to give to others. As I am receiving success, wealth, opportunities, love, all that, I always have enough to give back to society. I always have enough to give to others. So that then becomes sort of like a, a practice in this case. Right. That's so beautiful. Thanks for sharing your story. And I, I suppose if materially there really isn't enough to give, we still can give words of kindness, words of affirmation, encouragement. Or even a smile. Like even if, if, if we don't have anything in the world, the least we can do is to give a smile. Yeah, that's so true. And a smile can really change people's life or even save lives. So I, I guess this very nicely sums up the episode where we, we talk about abundance mindset to how it's it shows up in different aspects of our life and giving is a very big part of it. And sometimes when we compare ourselves with the scarcity mindset, it's a lot on the conditional, right? Very material things. Even when it comes to giving also, we're like, oh, do, do I materially have enough things to give? But I think through the conversation, I realized there's so much more and it, it's all about bits and pieces, step by step. Of course, it's not a leap where we give away every single thing and let people step all over us, but it, it's really more realistically, how do we look for opportunities and not block ourselves from them because of our limiting beliefs? And how do we constantly pave the way to uncharted territories? Yeah, so that's, that's really beautiful. I think great questions are, are gifts as well. Someone once told me the quality of questions we ask in life determines the quality of our life. So I'll, I'll leave every listener with a question. Uh, and I hope uh, this is something you think about and mull over. So with regards to an abundance mindset, my question is, where do you prefer to spend your energy? And in which state do you want to fill your days? Right? Because if you prefer to spend your energy thinking about things that constrain you and, uh, and limit you, and you prefer to be in a state whereby you feel trapped, then that is the energy and the state of your life. And it, it does spill over to the rest of the aspects of your life. So I always say that if you want to hold greater wealth and greater success, you do need to have a bigger cup to receive it. And this mindset is essentially having a bigger cup. Very nice. Thank you so much for leaving us with that question. And I hope all listeners would carry on their days having a bigger cup to fill. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, David. You're very welcome. And thanks for the opportunity to share. 
I hope you find this episode useful and you're able to distinguish between what is a scarcity mindset and what is an abundance mindset and catch yourself in your day-to-day interaction whenever the scarcity mindset pops up. And I hope you can gradually allow yourself to receive with grace and also to be more generous and to rejoice in other people's success and make this world a much better place. Till the next episode, I wish you stay happy and wise.